Yo, what's up, brother? <laughs> Nothing much, man. You're just sitting over here making, making me self noises. about my mouth noises, bro. <laughs> <laughs> For everyone listening, we just spent a good two minutes making mouth noises to each other through the microphone. So it's super sensitive. You can hear it all. And it was quite pleasant. It's it's definitely like those. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. Like when people chew with their mouths open mm-hmm. and then you start going like into, into the microphone. <laughs> I shouldn't have even done it. I would just piss like a thousand people uh, off. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh no, you're like, we should do this when we just open up the microphone. And just make mouth noises and just gross everyone out. <laughs> what else were you talking about? We were also talking about doing little for a Zoom calls, having a picture of Zach and Neil in the background with Zach and Neil. <laughs> it's just oh, like great. when you hold a mirror up to another mirror and you get like an endless hallway of them, but we're it's just like an endless everyone. hallway of narcissism. <laughs> it's just like. And actually, what if we actually have a mirror? So then you get that whole effect through Zoom. It's like you're crazy. It's so fractal. Like, why don't we just do ayahuasca at that point? I mean, we'll record it. Screw it. Why not? Oh my God. I can think of nothing worse. (laughs) (laughs) I can think of, I I can think of a few things worse. Okay. I can Uh, think of a few things worse, but there's nothing worse (laughs) that I would do voluntarily. There you go. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, it's nice to see you again, brother. It's nice to be back. We missed you guys last week. We were both quite busy and happy spring equinox. Happy spring, everyone. Happy oh, spring, right. Zachy. It definitely feels like spring outside. I'm really happy. Um, like the day that spring equinox came about, I was snowboarding. So mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone's like, oh, the spring is here. And I'm seeing <laughs> pictures of like forests and it just looks like, you know, the most fairy shit that you can imagine. And I'm like up in the ice in the snow. It's like, this is how I celebrate spring. I'm just like imagining this moment of you being like, oh, it's spring. And then just catching an edge and just face planting into some pow pow. I did catch an edge <laughs> in faceplant. I have it on video. Oh, I can't wait to see that. I'll show it to you. Uh, actually, I think I might have. I don't know if I broke a rib because I know that's supposed oh. to be really painful. But like when I feel the rib where it's it a little hurts, out of place, it's, it's indented compared to the one on the other side. Well, I will fill it in love and undent your rib. Undent me, Harvey. Undent me. Welcome to spring. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. We're back. Neil discovered that he wasn't getting notifications whenever people were sending in questions for the podcast. So there's a handful of questions. We've been like, send questions, guys. Like, why do we have any questions? And we have like a bunch of questions back ordered. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Our bad. We love you. But hey, guys, please, guys, gals, everyone, please send us questions. Open up that little thing of Woke Wasted and hit that little button that says questions. And we will answer them starting now. All right, so we're going to get into one. This first question, I'm going to read it as is. So, as Neil and Zach just dance and yawn and dance and yawn, can I have a nine to five and be a boss-ass, spiritual, gifted, intuitive person and feel fulfilled? I feel like I can be so good at both. Yes, you can be so good at both. And I don't want to give up one for the other. So, Mr. Yas King. What would you like to say? I think this is a good one for you and I. I love it. So, yeah, dude. Yeah. You don't got to do what all the spiritual people on Instagram do. Like they're all telling you not to work the nine to five because that's what society tells you to do. And then you just have another group of people telling you how to work and live your life. If working a nine to five makes you feel accomplished and you feel happy doing it, like fucking work a nine to five. Like I know I need a lot of structure. 
it was one of the, one of the reasons that I went into medical school was like, I knew I needed uh, a very clear path with almost like bumpers on it. Like I knew I needed to, you know, have certain hoops to jump through and certain things that I needed to accomplish to progress. And I liked having that level of structure because I don't feel like I can create that level of structure on my own. So that entrepreneur, you know, wake up at 10, go to sleep at one kind of thing doesn't work for everybody. Um, I, I, I did that last night, but I go to bed at like eight and wake up at like five. It's funny because you do the entrepreneur thing and you have like a normal sleep schedule and I do the <laughs> like the nine to five type thing, but I wake up at 10 and go to sleep. Like and I also like hold to a normal work schedule. I'm like, all right, five o'clock. I'm trying to make sure I'm done. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's all the same thing, right? I, I actually, I, I need that structure. It's the only way I make it through it. Having everything overflow into like no sense of separation will be the death of me. So yeah. I'm right there with you. Structure matters. It's good. You know, it's good to have structure. It's good to like, have segmentation in the way that you schedule your day and everything like that. But one thing that I will say to this person is that like, that there is no, no way that you need to live your life to be spiritual or like no way that you need to live your life to be a boss. Like, you, you know, it's about the feeling that it engenders in you. <laughs> it's about your beingness. It's not about what job you work or how much money you have or don't have, or how many beads you wear or don't wear. You trying to call me out? I'm calling you. I'm taking shots. <laughs> Where are my beads? You're like basically calling out my entire Instagram. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> you know, you look nice. You, you have like a nice shirt on and you have like your beads. I'm wearing an inside out shirt with a flannel over it because I oh. thought it was outside in when I put it on this morning. Wearing red in honor of you or me. You. Yeah. You like red. You? Am I having a brain moment? I think I, that's kind of orange anyway, but I, I mean, I love it. It's like a bright red, red, orange. Oh, it looks more orange in the Zoom. Okay. It does they, look orange in the Zoom, but like yeah. it's it's that loud kneelness. It's the loud kneelness. Hey guys, it's spring. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a beautiful little tangent. So um yeah, with this question, I it's this is a really not this particular question, but this idea is a really common thing that I get in a lot of readings. And it's you know, it always ties into my life path and to fulfillment. What am I meant to do? How do I step into my gifts? It's, it's all along the same lines. The most immediate thing that comes up for me for this is we are all along our path and our path is our own. It's uniquely yours, right? That's what you're saying, Zaggy baby. It's yours and no one else can tell you what that is or what that means, you can be pull little bits from people and they can give you guidance and how they do it. And it's just that it's, it's little bits of guidance and ways to, without the weight of the word, try to influence you a little bit, but influence in a way that just, it's expanding your perception of what it could be. So for you, if you are feeling like you have, you're being forced to be one or the other, that's not it, right? Anytime you're feeling forced to be something that's not you, that's your sign right there. That's not it. That's not your path. So for you, integration. You can be deeply spiritual outside of your nine to five, deeply fulfilled in this nine to five. You can bring both together and you can be deeply fulfilled and passionate in your nine to five and in your life. You can bring spirit into nine to five. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to have Zach, Zach, you and I touch on this question because that's so much of what our life paths 
evolve into. We are normal people. We are also deeply spiritual. And eventually they come together. So for you, dear, amazing person that I love so much, you get to be all in on your normal life. You get to be this badass spiritual person and be fully both. And your path will take you through whichever ways they're meant to come together. I wanted to be a therapist and I wanted to help people. I eventually left that route for something bigger. I wanted to take over the U.S. health care system. I wanted to run a hospital. I wanted to make big change. Having those things, taking my time in those worlds, eventually brought me more deeply into spirit, brought me through this whole greater awakening and brought me to where I am right now. And all these things are still coming together in the way I work with people and the way I help people. And then down the road, there's going to be an even greater coming together of all these different parts of myself, all these different paths I've walked. And that's what it is for you. So don't feel like you have to be one thing or the other. Just be fully you, whatever that is right now. Mic drop. I mean, my mic might actually drop basically the way it's set up right now. <laughs> um, I like that you you shared your personal story with that because I feel like your story really is it's kind of the Cinderella story of like, of like spirituality where you kind of just really show the, the journey meets you wherever you are. Ideation, I suppose to be the way to put it. So I will share a bit of the other end of that spectrum where, I mean, I wasn't really spiritual before I went into college or anything like that, but I definitely, <laughs> I was definitely far more, laid back and far more relaxed. And I, I didn't put a lot of structure into my life or into my, or into myself at all, really. And I remember before I was making the decision to go into medical school, you know, this is after my spiritual awakening and all that kind of stuff. And I was looking at the road ahead of me and how arduous it was going to be. And I remember having the worry that if I went in and did this, it would basically suck the life out of me. It would grind me until I lost my personality. It would give me no time to put back into myself and into my spiritual practices and therefore with the people around me and all that kind of stuff. And <laughs> all that's happened is that I've gotten more deeply in touch with my spirituality, that I've gotten more deeply in touch with uh, my confidence and you know, my, my spiritual gifts and all these different things, the journey meets you where you are. Like Neil is saying, it's, it's your path and nobody else's. If working in the nine to five is working for you right now and it makes you happy and it makes you feel fulfilled and you know, this is where you need to be. And this is where you need to be. Maybe in two years, you'll be like, I cannot take another day of this. And I have a, this idea for a business that I want to do. Um, or maybe you do something else and you cash out and you've got a lot of money and you can take a year off of work or whatever it is, but you'll know when you're there. So right now, if you feel like a boss ass bitch, girl, you're a boss ass bitch, be bitch, a boss ass bitch. bitch. You are. And the thing is, right. I didn't, I wanted to be therapist. Like, okay, I'll be a therapist. And eventually I can do like work remotely, you know, do that whole business and build that out and have my freedom. But I went in the world. I'm like, no, I don't want that anymore. Like, I, I actually really am enjoying a consistent paycheck. I'm enjoying being able to be around these people, to have this impact and work the way I'm working right now. And life took me down this road and it ended up completely different. 
So we don't really ever fully know where we're going or where it's going to go, but you got to be fully present with what matters to you most right now. Zacky Poo. I'm just going to call you nicknames. Sweet little love, love names all day long today. Yes, honey bun. <laughs> um, you, I mean, I think this is such a beautiful question. I, I love your journey on it because through the first year of your med, of med school for you, you had to go, you went through super, 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 super deep <laughs> spiritual. And it got really tough to be present in the everyday needs. Whereas now you're present in the everyday needs and less and less you know, spiritual in that respect. But as you said, you are so much more deeply embodied in your spirituality now. So share a little bit about that process and what that's been like, because I think that's going to help a lot of people. I really like that question. Thank you for asking. Um, yeah, so welcome, I guess I'll start. <laughs> I'll start back with the the uh, Spider-Man origin story. Uh, basically, what Neil was referring to is this process that occurred last March, where right around March, um, I started reading the records for people and I started having these big openings in energy and um, <laughs> like ghosts were visiting me. And that was a whole thing. That's a whole side story in and of itself. Neil's laughing with his mic muted because he knows how how much of a shit show it was. It was a mess. <laughs> it was a it was a mess. It was it was really bad. It kept me up a lot. <laughs> we both cried over things like that several times oh, together. Done. I just want to live a normal oh, life, man. even though this is what I've asked for my whole life. <laughs> so, what Neil is referring to is basically how it kind of took me away from being fully focused on the Muggle life that I was living, if you want to put it that way. Uh, I mean, I was doing readings for people multiple times a week and, you know, getting visitations from entities and, you know, ghosts and spirits and all sorts of stuff at night. And I would be meditating and I would just go off into these, like, for those of you who are familiar with this kind of stuff, I would just go off in like these wild astral journeys. And then when my alarm would go off on my phone, I'd like come back and I'd be in my room. And I was spending a lot more time up there than I was down here. And I remember describing to Neil that it felt like it felt like I was being quartered by horses. And if, I don't know if you guys know what that that phraseology really is, but it's kind of like an old it's an old torturing technique that people would use where they would tie somebody up by each extremity and then have horses run in each direction and basically rip a person apart. And that's kind of how it felt because I had this intense, rigorous schoolwork that I needed to be doing. I had friends and family and spirituality and all these different things that were just eating at me, eating at me, eating at me. And I felt like I had really nothing left to give. Um, as things progressed, you know, I, I mean, I feared living in that, but at the same time, I also feared losing the gifts that I had worked so hard to develop. Yeah. Um, and I, man. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, you know, because you think of them as like the normal types of skills that you develop in the physical reality of like, oh, you know, I, I learned how to ride a bike. I hope I don't forget how to do that. Or, you know, I learned how to make sushi. Like, I hope I don't forget the different steps. Right. Um, but the spiritual gifts, they're not, they're not like your average skill. They're kind of things that you learn them. And then I've, I've come to find that like the less that I use them, the more that they grow because the life that I'm living is actually allowing me to grow on a soul level. And so when I come back, the gifts are actually far more open. But as you said that, I started to see little sparkles. So, yeah. Some good energy. Um, as, uh, as Neil is referring to, like, 
it became a more embodied process for me. So I didn't have to meditate twice a day anymore. I didn't have to constantly be reading the records uh, for other people or trying to go in for my own. And I wasn't like (laughs) fiending like a crackhead for spiritual wisdom or anything like that. (laughs) And Neil is, Neil is doing the, he's, he's got it. He's doing the crack scratch. (laughs) And <laughs> that, did, that didn't sound at all like I had intended it to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Let's do a crack scratch, Let's baby. Do the crack head scratch. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> oh, I just lost yeah, my anyways. I just lost my train of thought. What was I talking about? Fiending for spiritual wisdom. Yeah. You weren't fiending for spirituality and spiritual wisdom and energy and all those things. You were dot, dot, dot. Uh, I was dot, dot, dotting. He's right. I was, I was, uh, I was just living my life. And what I realized was that like Neil had alluded to spirit had really seeded into everything that I did. So nowadays, like I can just, if I feel disconnected, I can just close my eyes and take a deep breath and feel the energy start to run through me. If I'm having a tough decision that I need to make, I can just center myself in feel or hear what the right answer is from my guides or from my soul. And even the little things, the mundane things that I once saw as obstacles to me going on and living a spiritual life are actually the spiritual things that I do now. The way that I do things, the way that I study, the way that I love my friends, the way that I give people advice, the way that I sit by myself in silence, um, the way that I treat a homeless person, the, you know, whatever it is, like all of the the ways in which I do things are how I've brought spirituality in my life and not any particular thing that I do. So right. that was a very long winded way of answering that. I love that answer. I love that finish. Um, I think you and I would both agree on this, right? If we, people talk about how can I be more spiritual? How can I develop my gifts? How can I be more connected? I think one of you and I, our firm beliefs is spirit is the most onic, authentic embodiment of yourself. And the more you can honor your true self, who you are, the way you show up in the world, you are honoring spirit. I say this quote a lot, but what the records say through me a lot is a denial of self is a denial of source. So if you aren't authentic to yourself, who you are and your needs, that's the denial source. You as you is an expression of the divine itself. Right, Zachy? You got it, Neil Bo Baggins. <laughs> one, one of the things that, oh no, I've just I've just buttoned my my headphones into my shirt. So one of the things that comes up when you talk about that, <laughs> I'm really a shit show today. One of the oh. things that comes up when you talk about that is this it's this juxtaposition or this like this balancing act that we do where we see all of these qualities that we would deem as unhealthy in ourselves, right? Like be it like narcissism or cause I brought that one up earlier or like greediness or impatience or um, whatever it might be objectifying people. Like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter what comes up, but you see those things come up and you're like, Oh, you know, if I was really in touch with my soul, these things wouldn't come up. And so like Neil was alluding to, you have this desire to kind of push them away or deny them or think of them only as things that you need to let go of and release. 
but you view very positively the other aspects of yourself, like your generosity or um, the way that you love on others or whatever it might be. And we, like Neil is saying, like we have a tendency to reject certain aspects of ourselves and to accept others. And what I've found from this process is that when I accept all aspects of myself without agenda, right? So accepting whatever nervousness without doing it, thinking if I do this, it will go away, right? They're just accepting it for what it is and being like, if I lived the rest of my life this way, I could learn to love it, right? Really accepting every aspect of yourself actually is the way, it is the process of getting more in touch with your soul, getting more in touch with who you truly are. And you'll notice that the negative qualities, quote unquote, get subsumed by the positive ones and that you, your expression becomes more peaceful, becomes more happy, becomes more light uh, and more generous. And more generous. And more generous. And more generous. And even more generous. Have another one. And even greaterly generous. Oh my goodness. And, and increasing your generosity. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, one, one thing here, I'm going to reframe this a little bit because I love all things soul and soul planning. When... Zach and I just face each other with our hands. Neil is holding his hands up by his face the entire every time he talks. And it's hilarious because I put up a background of Ricky Bobby from Talladega Nights where he's doing his first interview after his race and he's like holding his hands up by his face. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm just trying to highlight the beauty that is my face and my beard. How about that? I'm framing my face for just to use Zach. Someone else can see this. Your hair is so luscious. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think I'm going to keep it growing. Garnier. Okay. But these things that we try to shut off, they're your greatest lessons. Because if we think about our life, you're, you're balancing things of old. That's, that's part of the karma here. We are, and that's how our souls grow. That's how we expand. So we have whatever things we're here to learn in this life. So if you want to shut this thing off, it's probably what you're here to learn to accept and surrender to embody and let it become a strength. And then you move on to the next thing, allowing yourself to accept that, to surrender to that, to start to just let go of that resistance. Your soul is progressing. You are progressing. You are becoming more authentically you. And the beautiful thing is as you focus on those things, and this is something that you alluded to, Zach, there's times when we aren't focusing on our spiritual gifts. We're just focusing on ourself. That's actually for me when I find I have the most growth in my spirituality, in my gifts. It's when I am focusing on just me and not spirit. One in the same, baby, they are one in the same. And that's when my gifts usually explode. So you are a living embodiment of spirit, whatever it is you're doing. Because we're all spiritual beings. <clears throat> One of the things that came up when you talked about that was a reading that I had had from Colin a while back. And gosh, I haven't talked to Colin in a long time. I was thinking about that yesterday. <laughs> Colin, if you're listening to this, I love you. We I love you. About you. <laughs> he was giving me a reading. And one of the things that my guides had said was, 
when you don't think that you're growing is actually when you're growing the most. Like when you think, when you think that you're moving through a bunch of stuff and you're very focused on your growth, that's usually when it's more stagnant. Right. Um, And what I've noticed is that usually when I'm not focused on myself at all is when Mm -hmm. I'm growing. It's like, I've, yeah, but you need both, right? Like, so you, you, I go into the times where I'm focused on these different qualities or I'm focused on, you know, bringing, bringing in these spiritual wisdoms for these things, uh, causing dissolution of these old patterns. And, and I've, I've sown the seeds, essentially I've planted the seeds, um, or uprooted any weeds. And then I walk away and I live my life and I focus on my friends and the people that I love. And I focus on the work that fills me up and whatever it might be. And I'll come back after whatever period of time that is. And I realize that like things that used to be at the forefront of my mind that I never thought that I would be free of are things that don't even come up in my conscious thoughts at all. Mm-hmm. And I'll, it, it will only be on reflecting back to a memory or a certain time where I'm like, Oh God, like, wow, I used to really care about that. And I haven't thought about it in like three months. Wow. Um, and it just kind of fades out. So it's this process of going inward and then bringing what you have inside of you out into the world and allowing what's inside to kind of shift and change and allowing what you've, what you've cultivated within you to bring its joy and bring its radiance and its abundance out to the world around you. I love that word radiance. I'm so glad you used it right there. I really it made me so word. happy. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole time you're talking about that, I just kept thinking about spring and I saw an image of just flowers beginning to sprout and starting mm. to blossom and bloom. And I think that's so much what we're going through here right now. This is the start of spring. There's been energetic shifts. You can feel it. You can see it. <clears throat> so with that spring energy and one of the messages I, I get, I'm getting through the records a lot right now is you, you get to make the conscious choice to allow yourself to choose what you want to bloom. And along that theme Zaki Poo, dearest, <laughs> with this spring energy and everything we've spoken to today, what do you share with the world? How can they allow themselves to blossom and bloom and soak up this beautiful life force sun? You know, I'd love to answer you, but I feel like the guides want to talk. So if you don't mind, I will hop out and go into a channel real quick. Let's do it. We come to you today with a message of love to congratulate your growth, the seeds that have been planted that are now blossoming and blooming. We encourage you to look into the backyard, literally for some of you, if you'd like, yes. But in the backyard of your psyche, of your mind, of your beingness, the things that you haven't been looking at, turn around and see how much they've grown. Turn around and see how far you've come. It can be easy to shovel dirt and focus on the hole. But once in a while, it is important to turn around and see the pile of dirt behind you to see how much you have moved. And we would encourage you now to see, as you've been digging these holes, how much space you have left to plant new seeds. How much has actually grown in the time that you've been away. So look, reassess your strengths, 
reassess what you care about now. <laughs> Are you a boss ass bitch? Are you a loving, kind, and generous person? Are new interests arising for you? New ways in which you feel that you would like to express your gifts? New strengths? Or rather, seeing old weaknesses now as strengths? What are you giving power to in your life? Who are you giving power to in your life? And where can you bring that power back to yourself? This is a phase of growth. And it is important to have all the energy you may have. You would not cover up your backyard with a tarp if you were trying to grow a garden. This is the analogy we would like to use with regards to giving your power away to others, to giving your power away to things that don't really matter. Yes, all things are God, but no, not all things matter in your life. It is important to be selective with your energy. It is important to place your energy intentionally on the things that we are trying to guide you towards, that your soul is trying to guide you towards. Zach was given an awareness weeks ago. We will let him describe it now, if you would like. Okay, so, <laughs> they don't do this often, but one of the things that I was given or brought to in meditation was that we use the terminology to direct my awareness. Where do you place your awareness, etc., etc. When in fact, our core essence is awareness. You are awareness. You don't have awareness. The language fails us here. And awareness is crystalline. It is transparent in some ways. For those of you who are consistent listeners of the podcast, you might remember the writing that I shared about an empty pitcher that takes on the quality of whatever the pitcher holds, be it tea, water, lemonade. As, a, as an example, awareness is in some ways the same. All things around you, be they thoughts or tangible physical things, are light. And what you see and what you think is a reflection of the light that that thing is not holding on to. If you see Neil's red shirt, what's actually happening is that his shirt is holding on to every color in the spectrum except for red. And so you see red. So in the same way, awareness, when focused on something, takes on the quality of that which it focuses on. And what the guides are encouraging us to do now is to place awareness or to allow awareness to focus on, because the language is tough, but to allow awareness to focus on those things that fill us up. Okay, that's the end of the message, I believe. I was expecting more rigmarole and more like, <laughs> more of like a, a mic drop moment, but they're like, no, that's it. Good job. Um, so one of the things that was kind of coming up when I was thinking about that or when I was bringing that through. Nope. Wow. Once again, they're blocking me. Okay. Never mind. I guess that's for me. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I think they're just putting an end of the episode because I had nothing to say after that. I was going to just let that message simmer and they just cliffhangered everyone. Thank you, guides. I mean, they said it. Guys, gals, all souls. You're a boss-ass bitch. Straight from the guides, they said it to you. So, honor that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so just take some time with the message. There were a few questions that they asked in there. They're encouraging everybody to write them down. Um, and then just let them sit, whether they be in the back of your mind or something that you actually want to sit there and write about. But they asked some questions about what are you giving your power away to? Who are you giving your power away to? And where can you bring your energy back into yourself to direct towards the things that really matter in your life? What are those things that really matter in your life? And what are you interested in right now? What gifts have you seen blossom? So they wanted me to reiterate those. So you have them. Remember when we first met at Paul Selig and my solar plexus was going to explode? I think about that sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I think about you that day all the time. You were about to explode like a watermelon at a Gallagher concert. My solar plexus is about to explode like a watermelon at a something concert, whatever you just said. (laughs) (laughs) It's because I started to get the the drop to there. They're like, share about manifest from the soul. I'm like, I'm not going to share about manifest from the soul after channeling. We're going to let this podcast sit. And as I started to be like, no, it's okay. They just started to push energy out. So I'm going to share about manifest from the soul. (laughs) All right. Um, And this is, this is because this is also from the guides themselves. Um, I have a course that I've been working on for a while now, and it's called Manifest from the Soul. And this is a gift from the guides themselves. It is channeled through the Akashic Records, and it is about connecting to yourself. Yes, the title is Manifestation, but it's about connecting to your soul, to all things you. And that's a lot of what we're sharing here is how can you really own your truths, the things that matter to you. And within this course, what the records, what the guides will take you through is how to develop that connection. So it's an unraveling of the layers, unraveling of the self that we've created and learning to connect to your inner truths, to your inner self and connecting to that energy, ultimately connecting to the soul. And you're developing a connection to this is the channel of manifestation. So you're learning these processes and practices to allow yourself to connect to this energy, ultimately to then manifest through the soul and the life that belongs with it. So this is directly from the records. I give you guys some love through it as well. Um, if this is something that interests you, it is will be linked in the, sh- in the show notes. There's a wait list for it, and it's going to go live Monday. So everyone, we love you. Zacky Poo, because I'm going to call you that all day long. It's my new favorite word for you. Zacky Poo. Baby girl. Baby girl. You a boss ass bitch. Thanks, baby. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Well, we love you and happy spring.